This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner. And today I'm in the magnificent Pushkin Museum, downtown Moscow, Russia. And behind me is a replica of a great arch that was constructed for a cathedral in Germany in the 12th century. And if you look at this arch, it's covered from top to bottom with apostles and prophets, even the Magi that have come to worship Jesus. And there is even a depiction of the last judgment of Christ. It is just amazing. But about the time this arch was erected is when there became bad theology and a misuse of terminology that messed up everyone. The word apostle began to be replaced by the word missionary. And suddenly the real idea of what an apostle is was lost. You know, when there's bad theology, and a misuse of terminology, it just makes a mess for everyone. But we need to know what the word apostle really means. And it's interesting that there was even confusion about this in the first century when Jesus spoke to the church of Ephesus in Revelation chapter two, and he commended them because they tried them which said they were apostles, but were not. Even as early as the first century, there was bad theology, and there was a misuse of very important terminology, making a mess for everyone. And if it was true then, my friends, it's still true today. And we need to know what the word apostle really means. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. But first, I want you to watch this. God sends apostles and prophets to his church as messengers with special insight and revelation. So why is there so much controversy, error, and abuse concerning these ministry gifts? In Rick Renner's foundational new book, Apostles and Prophets, Rick reveals how these responsibilities in the church must operate and teaches you how to define and identify correct and false teaching. It is really imperative that we understand the vision for the church as it's laid out in the New Testament and that we understand the roles of prophets and apostles and how they are to function in the church in these last days. This beautifully bound 750 page book is the definitive study available on apostles and prophets. When you call or go online today and get apostles and prophets, you'll learn how this essential teaching has been overlooked in the modern church and why it's important for every believer to understand the Bible's definition of these roles. Now, for this limited time, you can get it for just $30. Through its detailed information and illustration, Apostles and Prophets allows you to explore and imagine what it was like in the early church and how early church leaders operated within these ministry gifts. And we'll make this book a treasure for you and your family for years to come. Call now to get Apostles and Prophets for just $30 or go to renner.org. Great as a gift or for your own Bible study. Don't miss this special offer. Go to renner.org. My friend, I really want you to get a copy of Apostles and Prophets, their roles in the past, the present, and the last days. We need to understand what the Bible says about these particular two five-fold ministry gifts because today there's a lot of confusion 
about this subject. It seems everybody today is being called an apostle and everybody is being called a prophet and all of them that are being called apostles and prophets are not. Some are, but many of them are not. And I understand that it's just people who don't understand really what the word apostle and prophet means. So they're misusing terms. And when you have bad theology and a misuse of theological terms, it creates a mess for everybody. And that's what I'm going to be addressing in today's program. So please order your copy of Apostles and Prophets. And we're offering you the series by the same title, Apostles and Prophets, and it comes with a wonderful study guide. But today, I want to begin this series by reading to you from page 194 in my book, Apostles and Prophets, and I'm going to begin with my personal testimony. The denomination to which I belonged when I was growing up taught that all apostles ceased to exist at the end of the apostolic age and that there was no such thing in our day as a living apostle. Maybe you were taught that same thing in the church where you were growing up. In our way of thinking, the term apostle applied only to a group of 12 legendary men who walked with Jesus some 2,000 years ago. And once that exclusive group of 12 died, it was the end of apostles. We really believe that. The theology I heard growing up wouldn't sanction someone in the contemporary world being called an apostle. In fact, to call someone an apostle seemed like a blasphemous insult to the original 12 apostles. Even to my own young ears, to hear someone being called a living apostle was tantamount to stealing a precious title that belonged only to those original 12 apostles of Jesus. It would have offended me to the core if I heard a living person being called an apostle. Now, maybe you grew up in the same kind of context that I grew up in. We believed the Bible, but we didn't believe that apostles and prophets were still alive in our time and in our generation. But today we know that the gift of the apostle and the gift of the prophet is still with us, and they will be with us all the way to the end of the church age. The apostle Paul clearly taught this in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. But How did this big mess all begin? Well, in the 1500s, scholarly Christians who spoke and read Latin for various reasons begin to use the word missionary as a replacement for the word apostle. And by definition, a missionary is one who is sent by the church to labor for the propagation of the faith in a place where it's not existed before or to assist with the establishing of a gospel work. The word missionary is a wonderful word, and you're going to see in just a moment, I have missionaries in my family. We have a long heritage of missionaries, and I thank God for missionaries. Well, the word missionary is a wonderful word used to describe those who have been dispatched on such missions, but it is not a correct term to describe an apostle, a missionary, and an apostle. They are not the same thing. Some people really are called and mightily anointed to be missionaries. That's a powerful thing. Those who are sent on a mission to help the work of God and a small percentage, let me say it again, a small percentage of those whom we call missionaries are indeed apostles. But it is imperative to understand that simply being a missionary does not qualify a person to be an apostle. 
And as I told you, in my own extended family, we have missionaries who've served on the mission field for decades and decades and decades. And I want to express the great respect I have for them. To me, they are heroes for what they have done, but they would not call themselves apostles. They're examples of mildly anointed, God-called individuals who were sent on a mission to help advance the cause of the gospel. They're missionaries. They're not apostles. Now, I also want to make it unequivocally clear how thankful I am for the denomination that I grew up in. I don't want anybody to think I'm knocking the denomination where I was raised. I'm very thankful for that denomination. I was saved in that denomination. I was taught to serve Jesus in that denomination. A love for the Word of God was placed in my heart in that denomination. But there was one thing about our denomination that was not too good. We were cessationists. You say, what in the world does that mean? Well, the word cessationist comes from the word cease, which means we believe something ceased, and therefore we were cessationists. And we generally believed theologically, I call this bad theology, it really was bad theology, it's dishonest theology. We believe that all the gifts of the Spirit ceased at the end of the apostolic age. We believe that apostles and prophets ceased at the end of the apostolic age, but we were very selective about what we believe ceased because we still believed in evangelists. We still believed in pastors. We still believed in teachers, but we said apostles and prophets stopped. They end at the end of the apostolic age. That is what we believed. And for that reason, we were theologically what was called cessationists. We believed everything supernatural and the ministries of apostles and prophets end, ended at the end of the apostolic age. But we believe that the gifts of pastor, evangelist, and teacher transcended the apostolic age and were still with us. But since the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the early 1900s, God has begun to bring a lot of correction to the church. And we understand a lot of things differently today than we used to understand them. Thankfully today, we understand that miracles, signs and wonders, the gifts of the Spirit, and the apostle and the prophet are still with us today. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, we're told by Paul that the church cannot reach full maturity unless it has all five fold ministry gifts, and that includes the ministry of the apostle and the prophet. But now it seems like we've gone from one ditch to the other ditch. There was a time when we didn't believe there were any apostles and there were any prophets, and now it seems like everybody is called an apostle and everybody is called a prophet. And everyone today that's being called an apostle and a prophet is not. Some of them are, but not in the huge numbers that are being reported. So I feel the need to address this. So before we begin to discuss what an apostle is, I feel the need to talk about correct and incorrect terminology because of an insufficient Understanding about the word apostle in recent years, it seems we've gone from not believing in modern day apostles to jumping into the other ditch of calling too many people apostles, which of course includes many who categorically are not apostles. They're not. Some are, most of them are not. And because there's not been clear, concrete teaching about the ministry of the apostle, 
people seem to be confused as to what an apostle is and what an apostle does. And I'll give you an example. Today, many people refer to people who are the apostle of prayer, or they refer to someone else as the apostle of finances, or they refer to someone else as the apostle of faith, or maybe someone else as the apostle of parenting, or to somebody else, the apostle of praise and worship. This is a misuse of a very important term in the New Testament. These people may be groundbreakers. They may be pioneers. They may be innovative. But being a groundbreaker and being innovative does not mean you are an apostle. Certainly they are worthy of esteem and honor and respect for what they have done, but we're misusing a term. And when you use a term the wrong way, you water down the term and people become confused about what the term really means. And even though many, my personal friends, have been pioneering and groundbreaking and innovative, that does not mean they are apostles. And it seems that today we've come to use the word apostle as a badge of respect to endorse a minister's hard work, groundbreaking, pioneering efforts. But this is an incorrect use of the word apostle. Say amen. I'm trying to help you today because we need to understand what this term really means. But 2,000 years ago at the inception of the church, Paul was already dealing with real warfare about people who were calling themselves apostles who were not. So this is not a new problem at all. But 2,000 years ago, at the inception of the church, the apostle Paul was already waging warfare with some who claimed to be apostles, but were not, which means this really is not a new problem. This problem has been in existence for about 2,000 years. But 2,000 years ago, there was no confusion about what an apostle was and what an apostle did, because the word apostle from the Greek word apostolos was a word which Greek speakers knew and understood. But the Apostle Paul, even 2,000 years ago, had to bring correction to this subject because many were calling themselves apostles who were not. You know why? Because they understood that if they could really convey the belief that they were an apostle, it would give them some kind of leverage or weight in the church, and they had insincere motives for what they were doing. And the Apostle Paul brought correction to it. And back then, those who misused the term understood exactly what they were doing, and they did it deliberately because they believed it would have given them advantage over others. And that's why Paul took such a strong stand against false apostles. And if the church in its infancy, 2,000 years ago, was dealing with confusion about who was and who wasn't an apostle, and Paul was already at that early stage trying to set the matter straight, I am absolutely confident he would be astonished. He would be aghast if he saw how many people today are calling themselves apostles or who are being miscalled apostles by others. Now, let me ask you, do apostles really abound in the church? That's a very important question. Apostles are real and powerful five-fold ministry gifts, but only a handful of those who claim to be apostles really are apostles. That is compared to the long list of people who are calling themselves apostles or who are being incorrectly called apostles by other people. And I'm convinced 
that anyone who really grasps what an apostle is and what an apostle does would not freely apply that term to so many people. They just don't understand what an apostle is, and they don't understand what an apostle does. And although the, the apostolic ministry was deliberately misused by many in the early church, I feel the need to say, I want to be kind. I want to be kind to those who incorrectly call themselves apostles today or to those who incorrectly call other people apostles because I believe the misuse of this term is primarily due to a lack of teaching on the subject of apostleship. People simply do not understand it. They use it as a badge of respect. And my friends, that dilutes what the word apostle really means. Words and terms are very important. Are you listening to me? Words and terms are very important. And when a very specific term that applies to a very few people, like the word apostle, is used too freely or too loosely, it gives the impression that apostles abound in the body of Christ, and that simply is not the case. That's not the case. But most who incorrectly use the term apostle do it out of ignorance. They do because there's so little clarity on the subject of apostleship. My purpose in this series is to help you gain a biblical grasp on the gift of apostleship. I cannot begin to tell you how many pastors have called me over the years and have said, can you please help me with the word apostle? Our understanding of the word apostle seems so slim. It seems so shallow. They say, well, we, we teach that an apostle is one who starts churches, but surely there's got to be more to it than that. Even pastors that are very established in the word of God have very little clarity on what is an apostle in the past, in the present, how apostles will function in the end time church. And my friends, this is a very important term for us to understand. But in the first century, when the New Testament was being written and the church was being established, the word apostle was an important and very well-known word that was understood, and it carried great authority even in the ambassadorial, educational, governmental, military, philosophical, political, and other parts of the secular world. And as you will see, you're going to find out that there are even more ramifications of the word apostle and the powerful concepts that were instantly and automatically conveyed in the first century when people first heard this word. So I want to ask you, do you know what the word apostle really means? And if I were going to give you a test today and ask you what is an apostle, what would you say an apostle is? Do you really understand? Are you just operating on what someone else told you? Or do you really know biblically what an apostle is? And again, if Christians today were asked to provide a description of what an apostle is, most would probably say, well, an apostle is someone who is a leader. Or they might say, an apostle is a person that's done something new, innovative, and pioneering. And occasionally, one might even answer, an apostle is someone who starts churches. And even though that last answer comes a little closer to the truth, even it is an overly simplistic statement. 
These common answers show a great deficiency of information and understanding about what and who an apostle is. Many people would partly correctly say an apostle is someone who starts churches. But to illustrate how insufficient that answer is, let me ask you, how many people do you know that have started churches? You probably know a lot of people that have started churches. Does that mean that all of them are apostles? Does merely starting a church make them a Christ-given apostle? And if the answer is simply that an apostle is someone who starts churches, it means any person who starts a church is an apostle. But my friends, that's not the case. That simply is not the case. So there must be more to the word apostle than the superficial answer that apostles start churches, even though they certainly do start churches as a part of their Christ-given calling. I think you can understand that there's been a lot of confusion about this word apostle. There's been bad theology. There's been a misuse of very important theological terms. And where there's bad theology and a misuse of important theological terms, it creates a mess for everybody. And that's what we have today. And it seems the church world has jumped from the ditch of believing there's no such thing as an apostle or a prophet all the way over to the other ditch where it seems like everybody's being called an apostle or a prophet. And that's not right either. And that's why I want you to have this book called Apostles and Prophets. We need to understand biblically what is an apostle and what is a prophet. I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. These days, a lot of people are being called apostles or prophets. But are real apostles and prophets still alive, well, and operating in the body of Christ today? In this much-needed, powerful series, Apostles and Prophets, Rick Renner covers what an apostle is and what an apostle is not. What are the signs of a true apostle? Why would anyone claim to be an apostle if he wasn't an apostle? What does the word prophet really mean? What do we know about how real prophets do and do not operate? What about false prophets? This 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24. And right now, we urge you to get Rick's new book, Apostles and Prophets, their roles in the past, the present, and the last days, with over 700 pages of information to help fortify a solid foundation underneath your life for the special introductory price of $30. Joseph Z, founder of Z Ministries and best-selling author, says, armed with his Bible, historical examples, and decades of tenured experience, Rick has produced a scholarly masterpiece that will write the mania, purge the dysfunction, confront willful ignorance, and cause celebration among the lovers of the Word of God. And Flashpoint host Gene Bailey says, this is not a stuffy manual on how to be an apostle or prophet. You will want to keep this book nearby the next time a question arises on the subject of apostles and prophets. Don't miss this exciting offer, the 15-part series, Apostles and Prophets, and the insightful and penetrating book, Apostles and Prophets. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I'm standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. 
And I want to say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building, and now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pave this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. My friend, I want to say thank you for being with me today as I've begun teaching my series, which is called Apostles and Prophets, Their Roles in the Past, in the Present, and in the Last Days Church. I want you to have this 15-part series, which comes with a wonderful study guide. My friend, you will devour this study guide because everything in the series is also in the study guide. And it's just a fact that when you read it, while you see it or hear it, it really reinforces the truth down deep inside you. And we're also offering you right now my book by the same title, Apostles and Prophets. Look at the size of this book. And it has a full color section in the middle of beautiful illustrations to help you really see graphically what I'm teaching in this book. And my friends, this is a subject which today is greatly misunderstood. And if you consider yourself to be a serious student of the Bible and a serious Christian, then you need to foundationally know what the Bible says about apostles and prophets. They still exist. But how do you know who is an apostle? What does an apostle do? How do you know who really is a prophet? And how does a prophet hear from God? And how does a prophet operate? And how do you know who is and who isn't? A prophet. Since so many people today are calling themselves apostles and prophets, it's very important that we learn who is and who isn't. And that's why I have written this book and I want you to have it. And you can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call. But Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that today we can be established on the word of truth we think that the Word of God gives us discernment to know what is right, what is wrong, especially on important topics. We thank you for this in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, which says, Where the word of a king is, there's power. Hey, friends, we're coming to an area near you, and we want to invite you to come to one of our meetings. Sunday, February 5th, we're going to Church for All Nations in Colorado Springs, and we will be with pastors Mark and Linda Coward. Then on Sunday, February 12th, we're going to be at Legacy Church with Pastor Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Then on Thursday, February 16th, Denise is having a women's meeting at the Stony Creek Hotel in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. 
on Saturday and Sunday, February 18th and 19th, we're going to be at the Living Word Christian Center with Pastor Mac Hammond in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And on Sunday, February 26th, we're going to be at Faith Family Church with Pastors Michael and Vicki Bang in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But please go to our website to affirm all these times and all these dates, and we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.